Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How is long? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what? What? What seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? Eight I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. It's the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about cool things that involve barbecues and grillings. I'm Brian Fellow. If you missed the first hour of the show, never fear. You can always get this show via the podcast. Go to the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Find out the multiple ways of subscribing to this show via the podcast. Google, Google Podcasts, Google Music, Stitcher, iHeart, TuneIn, soon-to-be iTunes again, Podmatic, Podcast, Vcast, Podcatcher, you name it. Dump it in, and you're off and running. If you missed the first hour, you missed Stephen Reichland. We talked about a number of things, outdoor entertaining areas, live fire cooking areas, essentials to have. And then I believe I mortally offended him by saying that I, as we were talking about hot dogs, I said, hey, I enjoy a a good boiled hot dog. Actually, I didn't say it like that. I said, is it? I prefaced it by saying, hey, I know I've offended you before in my unworldly culinary broad horizons or non-broad horizons. But I like a good boiled hot dog. And he's whoa, you can't do it. It's sacrilegious. Never eat it. We never boil hot dogs. I mean, he got pretty freaking elitist on my hot dog ass. And then on the way out mentioned that there's a special... He said it way cooler than I did, but something in the terms of a special place in hell for people that like boiled hot dogs. So at least I know where I'm going. I thought I was just going to general population of hell, but no, no, no. I'm going to the special reserved spot in hell along with my friends that like boiled hot dogs. Also in the first hour, we talked about the news breaking of the world food championships and how the final table is going to air Thanksgiving night this year and not have that three and four month layoff like it did this season. That's entertaining. Mike McLeod will be on the show next week to talk about that coming up in about 10 minutes from now. Jennifer Caudle from hasty bake, maybe having some connection issues. And I have sent her numerous emails saying, Hey, either call this number or give me a number to call because What I had planned on using isn't working. No surprise if you're a fan of this show, right? More of the same. Rempe's technical issues, although you can't really tell, they continue to plague him and want to drive him crazy. Blah, blah, blah. All right, you've been wanting to see. How the hell did it end up over here? Stay cool. Hold on. How the hell did the screen end up over here? Hold on. 
Let me re let me reboot. I apologize if this comes on hot. I was not prepped up for this, so I'll have to make adjustments on the fly. This is the steak competition from beginning to end. Cosmos Q. Stay cool. It's gonna be hotter than balls tomorrow. <laughs> or in my studio. Let's go cook steak. All right. All right. So what we're doing is, is we're getting ready to go cook a steak competition. So we're gonna shoot these. Uh, this one a little bit different. All right. Um, I wanted you guys to kind of see what goes on. Everything. Uh, so we're packing. Here's here's the guy. So, there's this Brett. whole thing starts between eight and ten in the morning for a cooks meeting yeah, steak yeah. selection. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa! Look at what he's doing. Oh. Wow! Holy moly! He he has that thing like salt blocked down. All right, I don't need to see this. Let's get the right, washed off all the salt. Oh, painful. Okay, now he's shooting for temperature. PK, melting butter on top of the PK, like that. 600 degrees. He's probably right near target. Yep, there he goes. There he goes. I, I can't tell if he... Did he put... Darn it. Right, not showing how much time in between. Ooh, look at that. Pushing down to get those grill marks. There you go, cleaning off, cleaning off like that. This is gonna have to come back over on that side. People on the audio side, do not dig this at all. I apologize. I'm trying to give you that play-by-play. -play. It's going back in for the flip. It's not giving you any time frame on how long these flips are taking place. I can tell you that. Now he goes for the flip. I gotta be honest, that uh, that stake is not winning right now. That would not win. It's not perfect enough. I think. I think if I remember correctly, John said that that is the stake-winning cook of 2015. Let me run back to John's post, if I'm not mistaken. John Dawson, uh, since you're trying to pa -pa -pa, I suggest that you go watch the 2015 SCA World Champion Darian Kazravi how-to vid. Shows include seasoning, times, and temps. I didn't see any. All right. I was uh, also scrubbing through it, so... I'm just saying right now, the way that stake looked on the flip, that is not winning. What is this? I have leading expertise. F you. That stake isn't going to win these days. Three years ago, maybe a winning stake. But the top of that stake did not look like what is winning right now, which means not going to happen. Yeah, I know, Kinger. I'm going to get hit with it. I'm going to get hit with the uh, copyright. Stuff out of here. Hmm. It's going to be hotter than you know what. That's right. I just uh, skimmed through that. I might go back in the... Well, I can't go back in the editing process because I'm streaming live right to YouTube right now. Oh, boy. Well, whatever. Got an email from Mark. 
Hey, Greg, I find it important writing you this show. By the way, this was a couple weeks ago that I got this email, but I'm just getting to it right now, so I apologize for the delay and the lack of timeliness. Hey, Greg, I find it important writing you this short email, especially because of your two last shows. Somehow, I don't know why, the show has really made another big step for me as a listener of your show, the interviews and the stories especially the last interview with Stephen Reichlin, so that would have been last month, and Dr. Barbecue have been outstanding. I also like the stories about the development of Traeger. Finally, and I am in Germany. This is still a very tiny branch and difficult to find. I have bought myself a Green Mountain Grill Daniel Boone due to the adverts on your show. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate that, and so do the people at Green Mountain Grills. Sounds like crap. An outstanding product. Thanks a lot for your high-quality show. Mark in Germany. All right, Mark. Well, thank you for writing in. Appreciate that. Chili pepper incident. Folks, if you are the type of person that likes to take part in this whole weirdo thing going on if you really like hot chili peppers you know you expect pain depending on what you're eating you expect a lot of pain in addition to feeling that pain you might be feeling like you just put a live coal in your mouth you may weep vomit wonder why in your life you took that wrong term it seemed like a good idea at the time you don't expect a headache so intense and immediate that it sends you to the emergency room, but that's exactly what happened to a 34-year-old man who turned up at a New York hospital with what clinicians call a thunderclap headache. His problem began when he ate a whole Carolina Reaper, the hottest chili pepper in the world. Uh, by the way, Catfish Cooley ate three Carolina Reaper peppers and chugged a bottle of Fireball to see what happens, and they are hotter than the chocolate booter booter or whatever you call it. <laughs> He immediately started experiencing dry heaves, not unknown in the hot pepper, uh, hot pepper eating world. But then a pain in his neck and head came on like a thunderclap. It passed, but over the next few days, he experienced more thunderclap headaches. That's the clinical term. So he sought more medical attention. Scans of his head and neck showed the kind of constriction in some arteries that can cause intense headaches. Doctor reported in BMJ case reports. The scientific term for this temporary narrowing of arteries is reversible. Cerebral vasatorian syndrome. The Reaper has been measured at more than 2 million Scoville heat units, the accepted scale of how hot peppers are. The patient was fine, no lingering damage, but thunderclap headaches are not to be dismissed. For one thing, there is the pain, which seems to surpass even the normal effect of the reaper pepper it happens instantaneously if that kind of headache hits you it makes sense to seek medical attention whether you've bitten into a pepper or not really with the chili pepper eating if you don't have the you know what to withstand it i mean you should know if you can handle the heat work your way up if you got through all the levels before carolina reaper then go ahead otherwise don't do that you're not Catfish Cooley. America, baby. Cat. Catfish. Loves Cook Shack Smokers. I bet he does.
They're for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience, whether you barbecue in your backyard on the competition circuit or in a five-star dining facility. Cook Shacks have the unit that will do the job, and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cook Shack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoke and grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. Get advice and share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cook Shack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion at Fast Eddie Morin. The FEC 100 and PG 1000 always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can actually double as a smoker and a grill. Low and slow, hot and fast. The pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cook Shack residential electric smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing. With quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800 0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or visit cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com. Longtime sponsor of the show. And appreciate their support. Jason King. Anyone feel sorry for this guy? Nobody feels sorry for this guy. Nobody felt sorry for my buddy Catfish Cooley when he ate three, count them, three Carolina Reapers, then chugged a fifth, literally, Chugged a fifth of fireball. Vomiting ensued. Comparing the heat to eating Satan's testicles ensued. If you haven't seen that video, it's the best. Just YouTube catfish coolie reaper peppers and just enjoy the fun and frivolity that ensues. Oh, we're going to effort hasty bake out of the break. Stick around. The only show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue. A man actually named Meathead. The author of a barbecue bible. Bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, Smoking with Smithfield Committed Cooks. I know you're out there. Make sure you head to smokingwithsmithfield.com and report your first place wins to claim your prizes in ribs, in pork. Have you registered to compete in the American Royal Pork Loin Ancillary? Smithfield just increased the prize purse to $6,000. Make sure you sign up at the American Royal website today. Also, don't forget to sign up for the Smithfield Classic. That's the second year of that competition. That will be in Richmond, Virginia on September 29th, so still about two months out. To sign up, reach out to Jesse with Big Papa Smokers at Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E, Jesse at BigPapaSmokers.com. That's Jesse at BigPapaSmokers.com. So if you are familiar with what a guinea pig style event is, that's exactly what the Smithfield Classic will be, except it has the name Smithfield Classic. Because it's in Richmond, Virginia, home of Smithfield Pork. But it is a guinea pig style competition. So if you're interested, Jesse at BigPapaSmokers.com, J-E-S-S-I-E, 
at BigPapaSmokers.com. No need to be hasty. <laughs> Jennifer, this is Greg from the Barbecue Central Show. Hi, how are you doing? I'm fine. Sorry for the non-technical availability. You know, I, tr- I was just saying, filling space, that I, this show prides itself on being the most technically forward-thinking Live fire show, regardless of platform, regular radio, internet. Uh-huh. Blah, blah, blah. However, when it doesn't work, it's like the worst thing ever. And that's what everybody loves to talk about my show. Oh, he's always having problems. Blah, blah. But I'm trying to push the evolution of this whole thing forward. I'm the uh, the bus driver here and everybody's just sitting in seats behind. You know, being with Hasty Bake, I mean, nobody knows better than you what it's like to you know, start out and then continue to evolve over, you know, what is 70 years here. So uh, I mm-hmm. guess before we get into the history of Hasty Bake and all that good stuff, you're the marketing director. By the way, is your last name Caudle? Yes. Okay. You got it right this time. Uh-huh. Everybody gets it wrong. You well, got it right. That's awesome. Ha- having a last name that nobody seems to be able to pronounce uh, myself, I do try <laughs> to take care when I pronounce. Sometimes I'm wrong, but most of the time I'm right. Um, how do yeah. you find yourself getting to the Hasty Bake doorstep and being the marketing director? So I came from a franchise industry and um, how everything fell in place. I, I knew the owner and they were looking for a new marketing director and I had a lot of skills that meet the requirements needed for this job. So I was actually new going into the grilling industry. Um, it was a world-changing um, outlook for me because I am now a pit master myself. I feel that I feel that um, as a woman, I feel like I'm pretty confident in my grilling. I'm actually the pit master at my home. Uh, my husband, he does not grill. I'm the grill master. So um, for me, you know, I've been there for about two years, and I've really evolved and learned so much about the barbecue industry and how large it is from the competitive side to just, you know, a regular backyard barbecue. You had mentioned you had come over from the franchise world, um, what were mm-hmm. you What were you into? You know, I did a lot of contracts, franchise training. So any new mm. franchisees came in, I would train them. Um, and so it, you know, it's a, it was a whole new world for me. Uh, quick math tells you that Hasty Bake, as I would mentioned a couple minutes ago, is in its seventieth, seventieth, seven zero year of business. So yeah. I guess from a, a history perspective, and obviously we could probably run an hour just on the history of itself, but can you give <laughs> us an idea of how the company actually started? Okay. Well, in 1948, Grant Hastings um, produced its first Hasty Bake charcoal oven. So it was one of the one of the original manufacturers of the barbecue, um, backyard barbecue. Now, we are the oldest company, barbecue company in the U.S., um, so we're a pioneer in the industry. So we, Grant Hasty came up with a new method of cooking with indirect heat with a, a portable unit and a first hooded unit. Um, so he really was a pioneer in the industry coming up with a new way to cook. So this, so when we talk about hooded, and I guess I don't know when, mm-hmm. like a, the the Weber grill came out, because obviously there's, you know, a hood that was that originally made without a, a top or were they not competing at that point? They weren't competing until, I, and I could be wrong, I think it was either the late 50s or early 60s when Weber was produced. Okay. So mm-hmm. so we had a little bit of time to, you know, we can control the heat with the vents, a heat deflector, a ventless hood, and adjustable firebox. And so that's kind of what revolutionized the method of cooking in um, our charcoal grills. 
So in 48, when it's made, and you said first hooded, um, first hooded cooker, what else was around back then? Like, what were people using? Was it just uh, pits and, and outdoor cooking apparatus that they were building themselves, or, or what? I, I'm I'm going to guess, yes, probably caveman <laughs> style, just putting it directly right on top of the coal. Um, I mm. think that he probably saw um, that need for something that could be portable to take to while you're camping or campsite or just, you know, port around to your friend's house down the street. So he was just, you know, came up with the design and ran with it. And we have one of the six prototypes um, in our showroom right now. And it, it looks almost like one of the new Hasty Bakes. It's They've had kind of had that same look over those 70 years. Jennifer Caudill joining me here on the show, Marketing Director at Hasty Bake, the website HastyBake.com. Uh, this was uh, a partnership at first, correct? And then one of the one of the guys, yes. not uh, Hastings, um, but uh, the other gentleman, um, moved uh, moved away mm-hmm. and uh, got like two Hasty Bakes as, as payment out uh, of the company or something <laughs> like that. So um, these um, these two guys were yeah, were so friends and, and cooking. Hastings. There was Grant Hastings and Gus Baker. So as you can see, putting those names together, that's what created Hasty Bake. Were they just uh, friends that like to cook or business yes. partners and one said, hey, I got this idea. Let's work on it together. Uh, friends that became business partners. Hmm. Those are the best uh, chums to make, right? Uh-huh. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, I, I noticed the term oven is used in description, uh-huh. hasty bake oven. You know, I would assume this was intentional in an effort to perhaps differentiate it from other grills on the market or perhaps to give it more of a wide sweeping appeal than just to set itself up as a grill only. Yes, because you can grill bacon smoke all on a hasty bake, all in the same unit. So, you know, using indirect heat, you have that method of cooking like you can in a confectional oven. So I've done things from desserts. I've done lasagna. I've done things that I could do in my oven on my hasty bake. One of my favorite things to make is pizza on the hasty bake. Mm. So how do you do that? Give us some tips. Well, one of my favorite things is you can get adobe. I like the you know the pizzeria dough balls that mm. you get at your local pizza pizza places in um, your local hometown. Um, typically, um, I fast grill it for two minutes on each side, so I, I like a little bit of a, my crust to be um, a little crispy. Some will put it directly on a pizza stone, but I'll fast grill it two minutes on each side lower it, my firebox down to bake, put my heat deflector on, and it's essentially using my indirect heat, I'm baking me a pizza on my hasty bake. Hmm. So you're explaining a little bit as far as how you're setting it up and, and the versatility mm-hmm. of it. So initially, when it was first made, what was the setup and how did it work? And is it the same method more or less today? Same method. They have the heat deflector that would sit on top of your firebox. Um, they had the adjustable firebox. So that's what creates that versatility in your grill. That in the larger models that we currently have, it's a 14-inch clearance from searing to smoking um, in your grill. So there is that, that that measurement that you can move up and down. So it's really nice for me when you are searing a steak, you can really get a good sear and do a reverse sear, um, or you can just do a sear. Um, what kind of market um well i mean i guess we kind of covered that a little bit as far as like what what kind of a market was existing out there in 1948 mm-hmm. um so when the partners were putting this together they just knew that they had something unique that they could put out to market were they 
feeling pretty confident that this was going to be something that people were going to take hold of, or were they hedging on a, a sizable risk that it could go the other way as well? You know, I think that they, you know, were jumping into a, an industry new at it. Um, they, you know, they knew that they wanted to produce a grill for any family that could use at a reasonable price. Um, but I think what was probably the, the difficult thing was for them was to see, okay, can people take this to competitions and utilize this and win, you know, blue ribbon results and barbecue competitions across the country. So I think we won the grand champion of 1994 American Royal in Kansas City. That was a huge thing for us. And then we've won um, lots of competitions throughout. And we have our seasonings who won. Um, our seasonings have won comp- awards too. Jennifer Caudle joining me here on the show. Initially, was it just one flagship model, or did they have a couple different offerings to run right out with once they hit the market? What's really neat is you know we've. Currently, we have 13 models, but over the, oh, those wow. 70 years, they all have different names. And, and it's very interesting when you get a call every day, and I just I just found this old, you know, 1960 Hasty Bake. I, I don't know what's the name of it. And um, so there's some the names are kind of crazy. They go from Country Club to a Dixie Bell, which is one of my favorites, one from the 70s that has a bell on the, the left-hand side of the, the right-hand side of the grill, um, which is really cute because the bell kind of, we you know, was uh, remind people that the food was ready. So that's one of the most popular models that we have, but we sell the, a lot of the ones that were really popular um, back in the 60s and 70s were the campers, the ones that were portable. They could just put in the back of their truck or put in the RV and then drive across the country and really have that great taste on a charcoal grill. Uh, currently you're offering 13 different models. Yes. And, were so ha- from when they were first introduced to where you're at now how many have stood the test of time and then how many have you know dropped off of circulation if you will over that same amount of time well what's what's crazy um about hasty bake is they still have the same amount of models they've just only changed wow. the name hmm. um one of the newest so they've had 12 models that have been consistent. The newest model that was probably introduced in the early 90s was the Ranger, which is a larger portable unit um, that is really great for tailgating. has a lot more cooking space, but again, it's it's a portable unit that you can take versus the camper is a smaller size. Is that all stainless, that Ranger? I have a picture of it up The right Ranger, now. yes. All stainless steel. It is, you know, people are winning state competitions with it. They're mm. taking it. Um, you know, because it's portable, so they can really have that option of raising their firebox for a great sear. So a lot of people right now are really purchasing the Rangers for that competition um, in stake. Let's talk about advances and innovations over the years. Um, I'm going to assume that while a lot of it has probably stayed the same, there were things that either customers or research and development has said, hey, this was great in the beginning let's go ahead and make these changes to kind of continue to evolve into the mm-hmm. market. What are things that uh, make Hasty Bake unique? You know, we, we, uh, one of the things is again, at the lift mechanism. So there are older models that have the crank in the back. We have built-in models that have front loading, um, option for your charcoal. Um, one of the unique things is kind of what changed is the, the lift mechanism, um, the evolution of how it lifts and raises. Um, 
and the parts that we use. You know, they probably went from metal to now we use 304 stainless steel. You know, when we're actually doing our powder coats, back then they were kind of more of a speckled paint, and that was probably in the 70s, and people loved that speckle. We had olive green colors, we had orange, and we had black. And now we're just kind of, we have those standard black powder coat and a stainless steel. So you can kind of see the trends over the years that Hasty Bake has evolved with it. So in the 70s, you had those fun colors, and then it evolved into now more of just a clean cut powder coat, black or stainless steel. Has there ever been any talk? I mean, you you look at these and they look very serviceable. Um, They certainly have a unique look. Uh, I guess when you hear Hasty Bake, these look Mm -hmm. exactly like the Hasty Bake should look. But has there ever been any talk of making them a little bit more uh, modern looking or, or sexy or sleek or anything like that? We have, we've had had talk about redesigning um, a, a new grill for uh, competitions for, for people that can compete and it be almost a sexy look for people to take the competitions that is in the talk. Um, but, you know, a lot of times, you know, people that, for a company that's been around 70 years, people identify with that look of a hasty bake and they love that look. So we did introduce the bifold door. Um, um, that w- where allows you to have the stainless steel top and you have a bifold and you have a window. And a lot of people like that when it was introduced into the Hasty Bake um, models. As I was tracking back through some of the history, um, you see all the advances and the company's growth. And as you said, all those fun colors. I mean, you look back in the 60s and 70s and you're like, wow, what were people wearing? But it seemed like Hasty Bakes were matching right along with those uh, loud colors that then and mm-hmm. outfits that people were wearing right along with uh, that hasty bake oven and then in 1980 there's a devastating fire that takes place um what can you tell us yeah. about that <laughs> so in 1980 there was a huge fire of that i mean everything from blueprints to everything was burned um and so it, it took us a long time to get back to you know having to have the redesign, having the patents, having the trademarks, having all those designs, we were able to gain those back and we were able to grow um, from that. It was a very devastating fire. We had Mm. to move to a new warehouse, um, but, you know, we grew strong through it. Um, We did lose some things from that. You know, what makes us unique is that you can, we can replace any grill parts over the years. 1948 so when you know people do call in we do have access to um, engineering and making new parts for those older models was there any talk i mean you get into a situation like that especially if i remember asking aaron franklin from franklin barbecue a similar question when he went through the fire incident last summer in his uh, pit Mm -hmm. room was there any talk that you know of back in 1980 after surveying the damage and realizing that pretty much everything was gone. As you said, this wasn't just a facility. It was all the drawings and all the paperwork and all that stuff because you didn't have cloud-based storage like you do now. I mean, this was 1980. Computers were hardly there anymore. It was all paper stuff. Did they talk at all about just closing it up and calling it a day at that point instead of facing it down to a a rebuild? You know, back then, there's What's unique about Tulsa is Tulsa, pretty much Tulsa, Oklahoma, where the company was started here. And um, the people here are such huge followers. And Grant Hastings was a very well-known, funny guy that people love to follow. 
I don't think the Tulsa community would allow that to stop because we were really the only kind of store that people could get grills for in Tulsa, Oklahoma at that time. And so there was there's there was a need for it, and so that's why they continued to keep going because they people that they believe in the model, and they believe that we can recuperate this loss. From 1980 until now, can you list off one or two of the biggest achievements Hasty Bake has had, or things that you guys will talk about when you're doing promotion? You know, um, we're um, we were just inducted this year into the Oklahoma Oklahoma Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, for our grills um, over the years. And one of the things that also keeps us unique is we've also manufactured our own charcoal. So we have Hasty Bake hardwood lump charcoal that we sell um, throughout the Midwest. We, you know, we sell it online to all of our customers. And the, the, the demand for it is really growing. And each year we just see more and more people, you know, wanting to buy our Hasty Bake hardwood lump. So I think that would be a huge success is really getting the brand out there more on a national level. And this is charcoal that you make yourself, or do you have it private labeled by somebody? Um, we make it ourselves. Really? How much is it? It's fifteen ninety nine for a 20-pound bag, and it is hardwood lumps. You're going to get a really good hickory and oak taste. Mm. Nice. Um, you also, do you sell uh, charcoal lighter, some type of a lighting implement or fluid or whatever it's called? <laughs> we do. Um, our Hasty Bake Fire Starter Gel um, is is amazing. It's very easy to light a Hasty Bake within 7 to 10 minutes. So you, with your ash pan, you line it with uh, heavy-duty aluminum foil for the easy cleanup. Um, you do. I like to do an S-shape. Some people like to do a, a big circle glob. And then you light it with a strike and match or just any type of lighter. And then you lower your firebox where, where your charcoal sits. And within seven ten minutes, you're ready to go. Jennifer Caudle joining me here on the show. Hastybake.com is the website if you want to check it out here while we're talking for the next couple minutes. Do do you does the term everything have um, or, or does the cooker do everything really nice um, from a from a competition sense, or do you find that um, the teams that are using these niche them into chicken cookers or or rib cookers? You know, I think a lot of people, when, you know, with the larger models, they really utilize it for more of the smoking aspect for mm-hmm. competitions because they have the indirect heat. Um, and if they need to make any changes to it, they can raise it and, you know, do a sear at the very end so they have that versatility. Um, but with the Rangers, a lot of times people are taking that for the portable unit aspect of it um, that can do the same cooking as you can in a larger model. Um, but they like it because that you can control the heat and it's a smaller dense area, so you're going to get a lot hotter area for steaks. And so it's really the Rangers really grown in, in the steak industry. So Hasty Bake has been involved in competition barbecue to some degree. Uh, you said there's been some big wins. You'd mentioned 1994. So I mean, you've seen uh, a, a good swath of time pass here as it relates mm-hmm. to competition barbecue. So as a manufacturer of cooking equipment that has experience in the competition landscape to some degree. How do you see it right now compared to a few years ago? Do you see the competition scene as growing or continuing to bud, or do you see something that has really hit a stride and is now stagnant or maybe dying off a little bit? 
I feel like we've had a stride this last two years, and we're getting a lot of big names, people that are really cooking on it. We're really working on efforts on growing our dealer lo- um, dealer locations throughout the U.S., you know, getting to know the people that um, cook on Hasty Bakes. I mean, I can name a few big names here, um, Midwest, um, that use Hasty Bakes, and we're really growing the our influencers. Um, and so that's kind of where we're, we're getting that strive from in regards to the competition world. And we also hold a backyard barbecue competition every May, and we have about 45 teams that come out, and it's a huge event. And so we're, it's, we're A, having our own competition, plus, you know, really getting the name out there at all the competitions are you um, guys, in the Midwest. Are you guys really pushing social media and stuff? You had mentioned that term influencer typically that – is some mm-hmm. type of a partnership on an Instagram or a Facebook yes. or a combination mm-hmm. of that. You're really trying to take advantage of that right now? Yes, we're taking a huge advantage of that right now, and we're going to be introducing a, a, a system like a bounty for anybody who wins a competition on a Hasty Bake. Um, they get an X amount of dollar. So we're really, really taking advantage of this stride in the competition world right now. Now, aside from competition, I have it on good authority mm-hmm. from my Oklahoma embedded correspondent for the Barbecue Central show that there's a restaurant in Oklahoma that uses Hasty Bake Ovens exclusively for everything they cook in that place. Yes. Wow. How, yes, ma- how many are they using? And they have about they have two different restaurants, and I believe if I, and I'm not sure if this number is correct, but I believe it's 32 grills total wow. Wow. between both stores. And there is a line every day. Um, you know, people will wait an hour just for this barbecue. And there's been some big TV shows that have come in town and filmed Burn Co. And I think we have a really great partnership with them um, that, you know, people will go there and they taste the food. And they're like, wow, what are you guys cooking on? And then they'll see that it's a hasty bait. And we're just probably about three miles down the road. So we get a lot of people at lunchtime, oh, I just left Burn Co. We wanted to come by and see your grill. So we really see the huge partnership together with that restaurant. Plus, there are other restaurants in Tulsa that cook on Hasty Bakes, um, and there's a lot of food trucks um, that are getting into Hasty Bakes and putting them on the food truck. Is that a niche that you guys actively try and solicit, like the, the commercial industry, or is it just cream on the coffee at this point? Well, it's cream on the coffee, but we do have a commercial-style um, Hastings, um, commercial-style restaurant um, charcoal grill that you know, goes into a lot of restaurants. It's really great for, um, you know, people that have trailers and they go to barbecue competitions, but it's really been helpful in the food truck industry. You had mentioned that you're continuing to try and grow a, a dealer relationship. So is that the only way that you can buy a Hasty Bake right now? Are they available online or do you have to pull through some type of a distributorship? Oh, no, you can... Um, Order directly online, and it's free shipping if you order a grill online, um, which is a value about $150. Um, typically, if you know if you live on the East Coast, it typically takes about two to four days uh, shipping. West Coast, same. Midwest, maybe a day or two. Um, and you can also order. I mean, we have um, de- we have dealers throughout the U.S., but we really want to grow into those states that are very heavy in the barbecue industry, um, Tennessee. South Carolina, Georgia, uh, Florida. Um, so we have, you know, we're really kind of focusing our marketing efforts on certain states right now, finding those influencers, getting into those competitions, um, 
and it's really neat to see once we get those influencers, you start seeing the sales go up online from that area. And so you can see that it really does work. You are the head of marketing, so I'm sure you have a breakdown of sales. What is, from a percentage standpoint, seeming to be the most popular unit right now at Hasty Bake? Right now, it's our 131 Legacy uh, powder coat. I think it's due to the value. Um, it's right there in the middle point at 1049 um, is our most popular. I think people love that old look of the Hasty Bake, which is all black powder coat finish. Um, and then right in line behind it is our 256 Gourmet with the bifold door. Just from a size standpoint, like how much meat can you put on the main cooking rack? So you typically you can put about 24 um, hamburgers on the Legacy, and you can probably fit about, um, I mean, we I use a rib rack because I do a lot of ribs, but I could put about a rib rack on there, and then we have a warming rack that you can put um, things below it, and then you can put your bologna chub on top. So you really can probably fit four or five ribs on there and maybe bologna and um or if you're just doing like a big brisket and a pork butt, you can also do that as well. Jennifer, I had Stephen Reichlin on in the first hour, and I asked him these mm-hmm. two questions, and I'm going to end the interview with asking you the same. Uh, Joey Chestnut, who is the prolific hot dog eating champion of the world, uh, stuffed mm-hmm. down 74 hot dogs and buns July 4th in 10 minutes' time. If we go up on stage and try and go mano a mano with Joey, how many hot dogs do you think you could eat in 10 minutes? <laughs> okay, are we talking hot dogs or conies? You know, those are, here in Oklahoma, we have the, a lot of small hot dogs. Right. No, these are Nathan's uh, uh, famous hot dog okay. hot dogs. Yeah. And buns. I would probably, I would probably say in ten minute span, I would probably go with the lucky number seven. Wow. That's <laughs> I don't a, think I could do any more than that. But that's, that's a ten minute span. That's one more than I said I thought I could do, and I, I think I can do three in about a minute and a half. It would be the other three that uh-huh. would be not that great. That, that, um, that would be the challenge is, is once you get full is putting the rest down. But, hey, you have 10 minutes. Maybe you just got to think, what's the what's the reward at the very end? Yeah, uh, hopefully not vomiting, I guess. That would be the best reward. Yeah. Um, second, do you, would you, or will you ever boil a hot dog? I have done that before. <laughs> Do you like it, like on a scale of one to ten? No, or does I it do rate? not. You uh, don't. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a three. Um, wow. I, I, I'd rather it be grilled or on a pan, but I, but a boiled hot dog, it's just, it just doesn't taste the same. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think my lack of culinary uh, horizons, uh, and I told Stephen uh-huh. that, you know, you know, uh, hey, it, I like. And maybe it's because I grew up watching terrible Cleveland Indians baseball as a youth and they keep their hot dogs warm in water. So it's like that whole thing mm-hmm. that I just kind of grew up on. And he summarily said that there's a special place in hell for people that boil hot dogs and eat them. So I knew I was going yeah. to hell, but now I have a very special place in hell that I'm going to be hanging out with all the rest of my boiled hot dog friends. So, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. you know, so good for you. You can stay away from hell and I will go ahead and. <laughs> take that space for you but i like you know a well-placed boiled hot dog you know i'm not going to pass it up for sure so um jennifer caudle is the head of marketing at hasty bake and that website is hastybake.com jennifer really appreciate the time tonight and telling us about hasty bake thanks so much for doing it all right thank you have a wonderful night you too there she is jennifer caudle from hasty bake
Hmm. I have reaction to that when we get back. But first, I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills. Yeah, John, let's not get technical, right? We dry those hot dogs off before we go to hell. (laughs) I don't. Green Mountain Grills, right? The best, Some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. Three different sizes to choose from. We've talked a lot about portability here on the show this evening. Indirectly. The Davy Crockett is the one that you can take to tailgates, camping, work, anywhere you want to take a pellet-fired cooker and hold a decent amount of time. I'm sorry, and hold a decent amount of food capacity as well. So... While you have portability, you're not sacrificing a lot of quantity. And if you don't have access to a traditional power outlet, you can go ahead and use that 12-volt outlet that is in your vehicle. Or maybe you have an inverter or something like that. Davy Crockett runs on that, no problem. Not an inverter for your car, that's a 12-volt outlet. I just want to make that clear. Don't send me the emails again about that. Inverter, comma, some other type of inverter. No, 12 volt, 12 volt thing in your car, comma, invert. Okay, see what I'm saying? You got me all nervous. Then you have the next model up, the Davy, uh, the Daniel Boone. That's right. I got one of those. Kind of my exclusive high heat pizza oven, although in a pinch, I'll put the guts back into it and use it as the great slow smoker that it is. I'll do a little higher heat cooking. I'll ramp it up to 400 degrees if I'm doing some chicken wings to crypt up the skin a little bit. Or maybe I'm doing pork belly burnt ends. Sure. Then, of course, I have the Jim Bowie. That's the big dog. Do multiple racks of ribs, multiple briskets in the whole state. Definitely four, five, maybe even six pork butts, depending if you're panning or not. You can get an extra half rack to add extra space in that cooker as well. You know, they're running on the Green Mountain Grill wood pellets. They'll take any wood pellet, of course, but they do provide you with wood pellets to fire those cookers if you want as well. If you get the Jim Bowie or the Daniel Boone, as I say each and every week, please do not miss the opportunity to add the pizza oven insert to one or the other, or get both and get two pizza oven inserts. They're only like 120 bucks. the best investment you will make all year and potentially the following year as well. So good. Easy to make, great thin pizzas, whip them out in two minutes, Pizza party, everybody. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. We're back with a uh, final segment, some thoughts, your phone calls, 216-220-0966. Greg at TheBBQCentralShow.com. Stick around. Be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. The National Barbecue News is dedicated to all things barbecue. Their goal is to introduce new people to the barbecue world while keeping the barbecue enthusiast and professional informed on all the current happenings in and around Barbecue Nation. They obtain this goal by offering timely new stories, new product reviews, barbecue event calendars, and unique recipes inside their printed products, website, social media pages, 
and email newsletter. Subscribe now by visiting barbecuenews.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, barbecuenews.com. I have no idea if this is going to work, but why not try it? See if he answers. I want to know. John, you there? I'm here. You can hear me? I can hear you. <laughs> I, I'm shutting off Facebook. Hold on. I was on Facebook. My God. I'm like, I, 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 I assume I'm on the air with Greg Rempe. You can hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, oh boy. Who is that? Uh, Who is that guy? I'm completely. Come quick, I need you. I know. The first phone call. I'm completely baffled with what's happening. Well, look, if anybody's listening, please, right now. Call this number, and I've left my phone upstairs where I would just try it myself for the last five minutes. 216-777-2120. I'm putting it up in the I've been answering the phone all night up in here, but I just have nowhere to send it, and nor could I. (laughs) Yeah, but people are hearing you because you couldn't hear me, and I couldn't hear you, or you couldn't hear me when I was calling in on the phone or on this line. No. But but Jennifer called this line. Yes, and I was standing by in case she did, and oh, would figure out what to do with it if she did. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering if and she would have got turned over because you, technically speaking, you shouldn't have been able to hear her, right? Correct. Correct. Right. I just took a chance. Worst can happen. She wouldn't hear me. She wouldn't know it was me. It'd all fall on your shoulders. I know. <laughs> and I was I was uh, fervently emailing her. Call this number instead. Call this number instead. But well, and you know the I, I'm going to tell you my embarrassment. I couldn't remember the original hotline number to give her. Well, that, well, I mean, why would you? You're only concerned with the the new hotline. I boil hot dogs, and I live in a special place of hell. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to finish up here, and then I'll get a hold of you after the show, and we'll see what happens then. Great. Just mute me. Let me listen to the feed if you don't mind. That's fine. I'll do that. John's off the air now. Thank you, John. And we'll come back and wrap up the show. I'm going to quickly talk to you about Southside Market and barbecue. Attention anyone who loves sausage and barbecue, which is pretty much everybody. Established in 1882, Southside Market and barbecue is the oldest barbecue joint in Texas and has been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. Famous for the original beef sausage, coarse ground in natural pork casings, and so delicious. Plus, their authentic Central Texas barbecue like briskets. All meats, including the prime briskets, as I just mentioned. Slow smoked for many hours over real Texas post oak wood. They ship nationwide via the online store, southsidemarket.com. Make a mental note of that because I'm going to teach you how to get 10% off your entire online order in just a second. They ship fresh and smoked sausages nationwide. Shipping customers can choose to order now and ship later. Include a custom gift note and mail to multiple addresses without additional charges. What does that mean? Efficiency without breaking your bank. All shipped items are vacuum sealed to ensure freshness and ease of preparations for the customer. Shipped with dry ice to ensure complete freshness upon arrival. All meats are processed in their on-site USDA inspected facility. On-site meat markets for fresh and smoked products. Custom orders are welcome as well. Two restaurants to eat at. Elgin, Texas since 1882. Bass Drop since 2014. Grocery distribution through Texas and many surrounding states. Here's how you get 10% off. When you go to southsidemarket.com and get your cart ready, use coupon code BBQCENTRAL. That's right, one word, 
lowercase bbq, central, and get 10% off your entire online order. If you haven't had the beef sausage, you're missing out. If you haven't gotten the cheddar jalapeno sausage, get it. And then the sausage slammers. If you're going to get some, sausage slammers. Thank me later. 10% off BBQ Central at checkout, southsidemarket.com. That's southsidemarket.com. We're back to wrap the show right after the stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, finishing up. Thanks again to Jennifer Cottle from Hasty Bake. I think I might would. Li- I think I would might like to get a Hasty Bake. I have to send Jennifer Cottle my following on Instagram and see if I can't become an influencer. I need another cooker on my deck. Like, I need another hole in the head. I don't. Uh, we ran a little over with Jennifer. I have a large American Ninja Warrior take that I'm anxious to get involved with here. But that'll have to be done in a different day all the way back in the first hour. Stephen Reichlin stopped by barbecuebible.com, his website. Then we had an open segment. Talked with my middle daughter about impending knee surgery on Friday and if hot dogs are good or not and so forth. And then the second hour, we talked with Jennifer Cottle from Hasty Bake. HastyBake.com is their website. And the phone lines seem to work, even though they did not work at all when we were actually trying them at 7. Big show planned for you next week. Nick Solaris is in. First timer to the show. Very excited about that. Going to talk about snake steak snobbery. September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host, Greg Rempe, first saying... Start the game! Let's go! And secondly, saying good night now.